Welcome to another episode of Norman's Medical Review Podcast. Today, I'll be continuing with the APCM topics. Let's begin. Today's topic is diarrhea. So diarrhea can be divided into two general classifications, diarrhea that is non-inflammatory and diarrhea that is inflammatory, acute inflammatory diarrhea. So let's talk about the non-inflammatory. So diarrhea that is non-inflammatory is usually watery and non-bloody. It is usually self-limited. Viruses and non-invasive bacteria are the cause. Acute inflammatory diarrhea is usually bloody or has pus and usually associated with fever. Usually, it is caused by an invasive or toxin-producing bacteria. In this type of diarrhea, the stool should be tested for E. coli 0157H5 and 0157H7, clostridioids, difficile, and parasites. Acute diarrhea that persists for less than two weeks is most commonly caused by an infectious organism, bacterial toxins, and the toxin may be preformed or produced in the gut or may be caused by medication. Community outbreak of diarrhea, such as occurring in schools, nursing homes, or cruise ships, may be caused by viruses, commonly norovirus. Non-inflammatory diarrhea. So let's talk about the non-inflammatory diarrhea. We said non-inflammatory diarrhea is non-bloody. Look for that. Um, That's a key point. Non-bloody diarrhea is non-inflammatory, and this may be caused by viruses such as norovirus, rotavirus, adenovirus, and the coronavirus. It also may be caused by protozoan such as Giardia lamblia or Cryptosporidium. It may be caused by bacteria, such as Staphylococcus, Bacillus cereus, and Clostridium perfringens. These bacteria can um, produce what is known as preformed enterotoxins. So the toxins are preformed. And so when the food is ingested, the toxins are already there. That's a significant Um, piece of information you should be aware of. In such cases, the diarrhea will start six hours of ingestion because the toxins are preformed entering into the gut and usually resolve by 12 hours. Hence, it is described as self-limited. Then you also have bacteria such as E. coli and Vibrio cholera that produces toxin in the gut. And this is um, described as enterotoxigenic. Again, it is still non-bloody, even though the, the, the toxins being produced in the gut is by E. coli, and there are different strains of E. coli that can do this. In this case, it is described as enterotoxigenic because it's being produced in the gut. In this case, the diarrhea will take much longer to start after ingestion of the affected food because even though the bacteria is ingested, the toxin has to be formed and released. 
that takes longer. That's much different from if it's being preformed. Inflammatory diarrhea means, um, so let's talk about inflammatory now. In, so we said inflammatory diarrhea means blood or pus is present in the diarrhea. This may be caused by virus such as cytomegalovirus or protozoans such as um, Entamoeba histolytica or bacteria such as E. coli one, um, 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 01578HS and 015787 and Clostridioids difficile that and these may produce cytotoxin. So again, these um, there are different strains of E. coli. So you have a strain of E. coli that will not cause inflammatory diarrhea and a strain of E. coli that will cause inflammatory diarrhea. That's the 0157 strain and clostridioids difficile. And these produce cytotoxin. Then you have back other types of bacteria such as Shigella, Campylobacter jejuni, and Salmonella. These will invade the mucosa. Well, thanks for listening to this short presentation. Continue pushing yourself. Remember, hard work pays off and your brain is a fertile field. Be careful what you plant in it. Good night. Thanks for listening to Norman's Medical Review. Follow us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, hit the plus button on the top. Stay tuned for the next episode. Remember to listen and study well. Take care.